listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome to the 80th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, and 2009's remake of Friday the 13th. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Prom Night 2 is available to rent on or available to stream on Amazon and Shudder, and Friday the 13th remake is available to stream on HBO. So check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Forward, which is now available on VOD, um, but is looking at a worldwide release this fall. It's written and directed by Henry Bedwell, uh, who you might know from Darker Than Night or Solitude, if you are into Mexican horror, um, which I'm not. I don't know those movies. Um, The IMDb summary is, two assassins will face their most feared demons when fighting themselves right in the very gates of hell. When, when fighting themselves, right? Is it supposed to be finding themselves, right? In, I don't know. Who knows? They're uh, fighting. I mean, maybe it's. I copied and pasted it from IMDb. <laughs> so it, it says fighting. But Whoever. I, yeah. It's fine. We'll you know, move on with that. I don't know. <laughs> so I had a hard time finding a trailer for this week's episode because, um, you know, there's a lot of s- trailers that are going to come out soon. Um, yeah, but we're kind of in a little bit of a lull here, so I'm going to some like independent, random stuff I found on Modern Horrors website. Nice, nice. Yeah. So this one looks pretty rad, though. I think it does. I don't really know what it's about. I mean, except for two assassins fighting themselves. Well, they're fighting. In hell. They're in. <laughs> I got kind of a uh, Baskin vibe a little bit. But with ghosts, like if Baskin and like 13 ghosts and like Saw. I was going to say. All had a baby. Yeah. (laughs) This would be it. This might be it. In Spanish. In Spanish. (laughs) In Spanish. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I was totally. I totally got a 13 ghosts vibe from it as well. Yes. Lots of ghosts. All the ghosts. All the ghosts. Very pretty, ornate ghosts. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I like the different types of ghosts. I mean, that's what Same. most people like about 13 Ghosts, I think. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like a maze, kind of like a haunted house, and like a bunch of different kind of ghosts. So, Mexican 13 Ghosts. You're welcome. Cool. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, it's You can stream it right now, but it is, it's like $5 to rent, um, which, I mean, it's... It, totally is worth it why not put your money towards some uh independent horror and some foreign horror go for it um yeah i might check this out same i haven't heard too we much can do about an episode it, yeah we totally could 
I don't really have much else to see about it, though. Just it, it looks good. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All so right. let's uh, let's jump in. Yes. To let's our first it. movie film. Yes. That we're speaking of. Uh, we are talking about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 from 1987, directed by Bruce Pittman and written by Ron Oliver, who directed the TV series Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Now, what, did he what? direct like just an episode or like the whole He shebang? did like 17 episodes of each. That's solid. Yeah, it's a solid amount because those I shows weren't even on that love long. love Are You Afraid of the Dark. I do, too so good in a big big way so that's really exciting and yes. explains a lot yeah uh the imdb summary is 30 years after her accidental death at her 1957 senior prom the tortured spirit of prom queen mary lou maloney returns to seek revenge could you think of a less scary name than mary lou maloney <laughs> it's amazing is what it is <laughs> so good and like when you hear mary lou I kind of feel like I think of, uh, I think it was like, I feel like it was like Kristen Bell's character in Reefer Madness. I don't know if her name was Mary Lou, but like, that's kind of what I think of. Like wholesome, like yeah. 50s girl. Yeah. And she's just like the worst in a <laughs> funny she, way. In Mary, a funny way. I I love, so you, did you She's like definitely this? a mean girl. Did you like this movie? Because it's your first I did first like time. this movie. It's so much fun, isn't it's it? So I mean, much it's fun. a really bad 80s movie, but it's so much fun. In the best way, though. Yeah, it's bad in a really good way. I mean, it's not even that bad. It's, it. there's just things about it that make absolutely no sense. Like, I oh, just, for sure. I, I was really, just like, I'm going to have fun with it. Like, I was watching it and I was like, it's fine. You can't take it too seriously. No. But there's definitely like... It steals a lot from Nightmare on Elm Street, which I think is really funny. There's, mm -hmm. like, a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street imagery here. Even, like, the cover font is very, like, yeah. reminiscent. Yeah. And then there's also, like, a lot of Carrie-type things happening. There's mm -hmm. some Exorcist things type <laughs> happening. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. So it's kind of just a mishmash of a bunch of different things that were popular. Totally. Um. So, the main plot of this movie is we got Mary Lou Mahone, Maloney, not Mahoney, Maloney. I almost said Mahoney when Maloney. I was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and she is um, very friendly with men in general, just in general. And she mm -hmm. wants everyone to know about it. <laughs> she, even the priest. Even though it's the 50s. And she gives no fucks. She gives zero fucks. I love it. She is very sexually aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, but not with her boyfriend. With everyone but her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we've been pinned for eight months or something. No, a year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've been pinned for a year. You've never done this with me. Oh, poor, poor, poor guy. Bill. Yeah, so she, you know, she. I love how they spend all this time setting it up. They, her going <laughs> into church and she's in the confessional booth and mm -hmm. and and she just has this moment of, you know, I'm sorry. I've, you know, I've had impure thoughts with lots and lots and lots of boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you and know, I loved every and I loved of every it. minute minute of it. And she puts like her phone number in the confessional booth, like for a good time. Yes, By the way, with her lipstick. No women write that. Like no, like that's the thing guys do to yes. women that they're like angry at yes. or something. Yeah, it's like their yeah. revenge. It's not something women usually actually do. I just love that so much. <laughs> and then. And then, you know, she goes to prom and she's having sex with some guy backstage while her boyfriend is. Yes. She left her boyfriend on the dance floor and uh, her boyfriend catches them. She's like, mad. oh, get me a drink. I'm going to go do this guy real fast. Yeah. <laughs> BRB. Her boyfriend catches them. She's like, take a chill pill. Whatevs. Again, no fucks given. Zero fucks given. Um, it's not about who you come with. It's about who you go home with. <laughs> Little nod to original prom night. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then you know, she gets uh, called prom queen. And uh, boyfriend, who is very upset, throws a firecracker down on top of her and lights her dress on fire. And she burns alive on stage. Whoops. In front of everybody. Whoops. While he yells, somebody help her. And everyone's just like, oh, man. And then literally nobody helps her. (laughs) She is dying. They're like, wow, she is dying very terribly. She is Let's just sit here and watch her. It's a, I mean, even in the 50s, I would assume there are fire extinguishers in the school. I mean, you'd think that. And they were like in the auditorium. Like there's definitely curtains everywhere like there's gotta be feel a like something. people have always been taught stop drop and roll <laughs> she like, did I don't not know. know how to stop drop and roll she just she went didn't. up and f- all that taffeta that i mean to be fabric. fair like that's you know when you're burning alive i'm sure that that's not something sure. that you think of but the people around you i mean there should have been someone in there that jumped to action and zero people even boyfriend didn't yeah they were not they gave uh, prepared. up so easy. Yeah, they were not prepared for such a situation. Um, her dress was not fire retardant oh, in no. any way, shape, or form. It's just a yeah, disaster, just really. Right up. So when she died, you see her soul going into a chest. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what was that basement, about? Basement, and then it closes. <laughs> Because doesn't it like open with the chest as well? Yeah. So like the chest is like a portal to the afterlife, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, sure. It's a magical chest in the school. Yeah. Um, And so that's where her soul goes. So then later when it's opened by our main character, uh, Vicky... You know, then then she gets possessed by Mary Lou Maloney and goes on a murderous rampage. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Of course. It's very good. It's it's just so good. There is some like really good um, special effects in this, though. I think that especially for the 80s, there's a lot of really cool things. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy the end, the special effects at the end when she's like comes out of vicky's body and she's all burned and crazy looking it's pretty intense it's Um, really cool it's really really cool looking um so we do have some cool like 80s gore to look forward to in this film there's also the one scene in particular that reminds me the most of nightmare on elm street there's a part where vicky gets pulled into a blackboard 
and then like swims in the ba- in the blackboard, mm-hmm. um, which looks very much it just reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street when she's getting dragged around the room and it's yeah. bloody, um, or when he's even pulled into the bed. That's also kind of similar. Um, interesting, just like I don't know, interesting parallels. Obviously, not full out stolen, just like very reminiscent. Totally. Um, but sex is like. In this film, sex is, like, so taboo. Like, it's... If you have sex, you're dying. Like, you're a terrible person and you're gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) You're doomed. I mean, basically, Mary Lou was not that bad. Like, she was slightly a mean girl. Okay, she was slightly a mean girl. But she wasn't that bad of a person. She was just having sex. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> she, but was she was just, I mean, we don't really get to see her be so much of a mean girl at the beginning because it's very focused on how sexual she is. But when she's like possessing the other chick, like we definitely get a sense of that Mary Lou is definitely a mean like she was probably well, I think she's George. a vengeful spirit at this point, but I don't think she was necessarily a bad person before. I mean, she wasn't a good person, but I don't I don't think she was particularly awful. Um, I definitely imagined her being a Regina George. Okay. But then let's think about the other people that have sex in this film and what happens to them. We have, (laughs) um, so we have the artsy girl who dies first, Jess. Mm -hmm. She, uh, we find out she's pregnant because she got knocked up by some guy who had sex with her and left her. And now she needs to get an abortion. She dies very quickly after that. I like um, really was bummed that they that they didn't chop her head off with the paper cutter. I know, right? They totally set it up. I wanted it to happen so bad, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, they didn't do no. that. They hung her instead." And I was uh, like, oh. <laughs> "It would have been so good." I was. It would have so ex- been like, really when hard. I watched that, I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" It would have been really hard to chop someone's head off with <laughs> with a paper cutter. <sighs> so it would have been multiple, amazing. multiple attempts. Um, no, but really, because okay. Back to the sex thing. Um, (laughs) Why does she even need to have that storyline? I mean, she dies very quickly. Yeah. Like, we're introduced to her. We find out that she's pregnant and she's dealing with this stuff. And then she dies. Like, there's really very little reason for that. Um, And it could have been anything. It didn't have to be that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they want her to be depressed because then people think it's a suicide because she hung herself. Okay, fine. She hung herself and then she threw herself out a window, by the way. Somehow she did that. She's a talented lady. Yeah. <laughs> she murdered her herself and then she threw herself out a window after she was already dead. Super talented. It's um, so funny because like I didn't even like I know that obviously it was mentioned that like she was with child or whatever right. but i just thought that she was killed because she was like popping this the ge- the stems out or the gems oh, out that's, of the that's out why of the but uh, that's why in the movie but gotcha. i mean like in general like every time something sexual happens to somebody they die um because it's ju- 80s horror <laughs> just, ju- just jump ahead to nerdy guy and <sighs> that scene where he talks our actual mean girl char- character Kelly into giving him head so that she can be prom queen and 
then she does and then he dies <laughs> and then she dies <laughs> everyone dies i mean basically anytime something sexual happens that There's person dies yeah 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 i mean it's a little age-old horror trope totally but yeah. it's it's very very Apparent. like outright here like it's yeah. like it's almost instantaneous like every single time it happens that's so um, true I just thought it's just it's just that kind of movie. Um, A lot of the teachers had or or characters in general had horror names. Uh, Specifically, uh, one of the teachers was Mr. Craven. Um, I was like so distracted by like the main chick because I was like, she looks so familiar, but like I can't figure it out. She's totally from Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) Oh I was like, oh my god. I, I would I wouldn't know forever. that, but okay. <laughs> she was Prissy Andrews. Okay. That gives you an idea of her. I've never seen character. the movie. I don't know the anything old one. about it. Totally did when I was like, would stay at my grandma's. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very satisfied that I figured it out. <laughs> I also like how this, um, these, these parents, the parents of Vicky are... I don't know. Very interesting. The dad is like easygoing and seems mm-hmm. very sweet. And the mom is horrible. She's, very uptight. She's Carrie's mom. She's mm-hmm. Carrie's mom. Like she she just is. <laughs> she's she's like a more tame version. Like she doesn't shove Vicky in a closet and tell her to pray, but she might as well have. Like <laughs> Yeah. She's pretty awful. And I just, you can tell, like, these crazy, like, wholesome, too wholesome families in movies because they always are drinking milk with dinner, and who does that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so gross. I mean, I know it's the 80s, and, like, milk was, like, the healthiest thing ever to drink, and everyone drank milk, but... It's One just, of my cousins did that when he was little and it always grossed me out so much because he would drink like milk with like pizza uh, or like spaghetti and it literally made me like <laughs> want to throw up. He, it's just like a jug too, like a glass jug, glass jug of milk yep. at dinner. <laughs> it's disgusting. And Vicky's boyfriend gives her a cross necklace, by the way. <laughs> what a charmer. I mean, I, I've never heard of this, um, maybe in like super religious couples, but I just found that very interesting where it's like her parents hate him, but he's bought her like a cross necklace and he seems very respectful of her and very He really sweet. does. He there's, is the whole movie. There's really no reason for the, for her mom not to like him. Like he's a perfectly nice young man. Yeah. He's very respectful and sweet to her. I don't know. This is interesting. Okay. No one's good enough for their baby girl. I guess. Her um, mom's just crazy. A crazy bee. Do we need, and I think we do, I think the answer is yes, but I'm going to just put it out there. Do we need to talk about the rocking horse? Probably. <laughs> Probably, definitely. <laughs> so this 18-year-old girl has this giant rocking horse <laughs> in her bedroom. It's the biggest rocking horse ever an adult for an adult. A rocking it's amazing. Horse for an adult. And, um... It becomes possessed anytime Mary Lou is around. 
<laughs> and it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't understand why the horse is also possessed. It's like Mary Lou is possessing her, so then Mary Lou also possesses a horse because it's fun. I don't know, but the horse has a very gross tongue that it sticks out quite often when it's possessed. Very reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, it's very much Nightmare on Elm Street. It's it, There's no reason for it. It doesn't make any sense. And yet, horse tongue. Also, Vicky is not afraid of the p- leading up to pose- the possession much. Let me say that again. She's not afraid of the events that lead up to the possession very much. Like, not enough to tell anyone about it. Not enough... Uh, to even look very scared she's just like stop leave me alone (laughs) i would be running out of the room screaming if my rocking horse had a tongue that stuck out and like made crazy noises at me absolutely i would probably have never returned to my room it (laughs) that would be it i would be moving out her reaction is very tame it's very funny okay that's what i have i have a lot of stuff I love this movie so much. It's so good, but it really makes no sense at all. There's like a whole exorcism side plot where the principal of the school was Mary Lou Mahoney's boyfriend that got jilted and ended up setting her on fire. He's now the principal and his friend that was making out with Mary Lou is now a priest. And but it's like so weird because it's like unnecessary completely unnecessary like maybe the principal thing don't know why we need the priest thing and the priest is like doing an exorcism but he's not doing an exorcism he's just sitting in a church surrounded by candles and then performing an exorcism to nothing like there's no no one there it's so weird (laughs) it's It's not how exorcisms work (laughs) and then mary lou mahoney goes into the um goes into the confessional and then kills him, kills the priest, very similarly as to Exorcist 3. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a confession happening about murders and then the priest is and dead. And then a murder. <laughs> and then a murder. <laughs> and then blood coming from under the confessional, if I'm not mistaken. Although Exorcist yeah. 3 came out after this. So maybe Exorcist 3 stole from Prom Night 2. They were like, that's a good idea. Just saying. And we're making an Exorcist movie. <laughs> it's not an exorcist movie i don't know why they even like threw it in there there's so it really much has, it has zero to do with anything there's so much extra stuff but then there's also really good 80s dialogue which i love oh, for like sure. just like overhearing like random conversations i love when they're at the prom and you know our mean girl kelly is like talking to her boyfriend she's like you have a drinking problem and he's like i drink i get drunk what's the problem <laughs> i don't know why that's so funny it just is it's just so good and i love i just i I, kelly needs to be prom queen more than anyone has ever needed to be prom queen was prom queen like a big deal in your high school no the prom court was like zero I, i don't even remember anybody really getting crowned prom king and queen to be totally honest i remember mine very strongly because my friend was prom queen and um a 
guy in my school who had a terminal illness that died recently after was prom king. So I remember that very well. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that was a big deal, but I don't remember like weeks ahead of time, like people handing out stickers. There was no like and, campaign. If there was, I don't even it was remember like voting. If there was, it was like the day of. It wasn't like planned. There weren't flyers. Right. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. And also, this school only has a prom queen. There's no prom king. There's no prom court. It's literally just a prom queen. I was totally thinking that too at the beginning before she got lit on fire. And when you're crowned prom queen, you don't dance. You don't do anything. You get a crown put on your head. You get a cape. You stand can. You stand on stage and you wave for approximately one hour while people clap and applaud you and cheer. <laughs> one hour or until you get lit on fire. <laughs> Whichever's first. Whichever comes first. <laughs> if you can last an hour, you're good. If you get lit on fire, I'm sorry, you go in the chest in the basement. Until 30 years later, someone opens it and you can possess their soul. That's how it works in the school. In case yep. you're wondering, that's how it goes. That's so funny. <laughs> this movie makes no sense, but I love it so much. It's so good. It I makes also no love, sense. It's so good. If you've listened to our 80s, our weird month, or just me talking about 80s movies in general, you'll know how much I love like 80s technology and like how no one understands computers in the 80s. <laughs> and there's a fantastic sequence where the computer nerd is in charge of putting up the name of the prom queen on a on a TV screen that's on the stage while he's in his little nerd room and he <laughs> his nerd room. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he goes to type in the mean girl's name because she just gave him head, so now she gets to win. And then <laughs> and then Mary Lou Mahoney says, no way, Jose, and pulls his face through the screen and, like, kills him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She possesses everything. She electrocutes him. By, by way of keyboard also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. His hands were on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he like, was electrocuted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that's a thing that can happen. You can get electrocuted through your through keyboard. Through your keyboard. Absolutely. Yeah. Watch out. If there's ghosts Better be involved, grounded. If, it's, if there's anything I learned from Death Spa. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what didn't I learn from Death Spa? Uh, it's that this is possible. Okay. It's just so good. I'm the surprised ending. that we didn't do this movie for weird 80s week. Maybe it wasn't streaming? I don't know that it was streaming, and maybe it was, but it just wasn't at the top of my list. Although now, after... Re- I mean, I've seen this movie, like, three times in the past two years. I- <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's solid. It's fun. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, th- The acting's fun, and, like, the characters are fun, and they're you know way overboard and excessive and absolutely in the like in such a good way though like yeah. it's so fun and enjoyable yeah yeah it's so it's just it's probably a really fun time to watch with a group of people i'm pretty sure i've only watched this alone <laughs> i've watched it multiple times <laughs> but i will definitely be revisiting it it was super fun it's great it's super fun and i'm glad you enjoyed it i enjoyed it 
I hope our audience watches it and enjoys it. I'm drinking, by the way. If you hear ice clinking all throughout the episode, it's because I'm drinking. I've been closing and opening my Pepsi, and so there's like little... Noises. You guys can deal with it. I'm not editing it out. All right. Let's see. Are we doing another movie? Oh, wait. I have some some, uh, trivia I'd like to go through first. We have two other prom night movies that happened after this. We had Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss... And the synopsis of that is the malevolent spirit of Mary Lou Maloney returns mm. to Hamilton High, where she oh mani- my God. where she manipulates a naive male student into helping her wreak havoc on the school. Oh my gosh! I need to watch it. Has anybody to watch seen it, it right away? If anyone has seen it, I would love to hear about it. And then there's prom night four: deliver us from evil. Four students ditch their high school prom for a party at a summer home. Unaware that a psychotic priest is on the loose, determined to punish sinners. <laughs> Something to do with priests. It loves priests. Okay. I have, in honor of my Pepsi drinking, uh, Kelly is drinking Diet Pepsi in nearly every scene she appears she in. She loves, she loves it. It's her favorite. Cheers, Kelly. Uh, salud. Okay. Um, I had one more thing that was really important to me. That I needed to read. That Ron that? Oliver appears as a prom goer after the, the the prom queen crowning and says, Hey Kelly, how'd you blow it? <laughs> no, there was something where the director contacted Wes Craven. Oh, yeah. I thought I copied and pasted it over. I will just... Oh, here it is. Um, When tasked with directing reshoots... I'm reading this directly from IMDb, guys. When tasked with directing reshoots, first-time director Ron Oliver called Wes Craven for some advice on directing a teen horror film. His advice was, give them a scare, give them a hard-on, send them home. Oh, better advice was never given. There are a lot of boobs. There are. I didn't Quite a even few like, boobs. I don't know why. Like, whenever I'm watching horror, I'm just like, yep, boobs. <laughs> I never, it never phases me. Well, I mean, Vicky is is such a chaste, a chaste, a chaste character and is very, like, virtuous and sweet and good-natured. Um, so when she's possessed, she... It's so excessive that yeah, <laughs> it's laughable. It's, it's not super laughable. It's not sexy at all. It's just like ridiculous. Ooh, I, I like. I have one more f- of the ahead. fun facts. Yeah, the that the because we brought it up earlier. The phone number for Mary Lou was actually Ron Oliver's home phone number at the time, but nobody <laughs> ever called. Aw, no one even bothered calling. Sorry, Ron. That is sad. All right. Let's move on. Okay, okay. Let's do it. Okay, our next film is Carly's most favorite, Friday the 13th from 2009. It's directed by Marcus Nisbell, who also directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and Exeter. Uh, It's written by Mark Swift and Damian Shannon, who also wrote Freddy vs. Jason and the new Baywatch film that came out last year. (laughs) Did anybody see that? Sorry, I don't know. And it was also written by Mark Wheaton, who wrote The Messengers, which I actually kind of like. I liked it, too. Um, The IMDb summary is a group of young adults discover a boarded up Camp Crystal Lake 
where they soon encounter Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. So, have go you ever ahead, seen this Carly. before? I have. I've. I have seen it before. Okay. I, I saw love this movie last year, I believe. Is it because I told you to see it? Yes, one hundred percent. That's what I thought. I, I I honestly didn't even know that this remake existed until like two years ago. I, I saw it in the theaters with my friend Casey, and we're watching it. And like the beginning kind of like goes on for a while. And I was just like, oh, wow, we're just like jumping in. And then all of a sudden everybody dies. And the Friday the 13th thing pops up. And me and Casey were just like, oh, my God. And we like legitimately high fived in the movie theater because we were like, this is going to be great. I freaking love this movie so much. All the things I love. All the characters are super ridiculous. I love that Jason created these like tunnels with these bells so he knows where people are i love that he like is shooting bows and arrows and throwing axes because he grows up at a lake like i feel like the guys that wrote this definitely were huge friday the 13th fans obviously and i think that this one is my most watched friday the 13th by far i actually i i enjoy this movie i think it's a perfectly enjoyable film um I don't know that I like it more than the other Friday the 13th films, but I do appreciate it. I think they did a really good job of it. I um, I think this is a great example of a good remake. Um, I like how they paid respect to the original and yeah. then just kind of added on to it. Um, that was kind of my biggest worry when I went to go see it originally because... I was like, well, how are they going to like the first Friday the 13th is like all about Mrs. Voorhees and Jason doesn't get his mask until the third one. I was like, is this just going to be like, because I wasn't a fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And I knew that like the Platinum Dunes thing, like, you know, they were the ones doing this. And so I was kind of like, is this just going to be like a write off basically? And that's kind of what I went into it expecting. And I was so stoked to see that, like, they opened with the Mrs. Voorhees thing and that Jason, like, had his burlap sack and he doesn't get his mask until later. And I was just like, okay, like, obviously, this movie was written by fans. I appreciate it. And I'm committed. Yeah, I agree. I like the steps. I like how they show at the very beginning, they show Mrs. Voorhees dying and how Mrs. Voorhees died. And they explain it without explaining it, right? Mm Because everyone's knows the basic plot of Friday the 13th. Most people who go to see this movie are going to know, have a general idea of who Jason Voorhees is and how he came to be. So this kind of just touches on it. If you don't know, here you go. Here's a little bit of what happens, enough to get you to understand the movie. And then it's just basically a bunch of people getting murdered. Um, I, I liked it. I liked the characters. I thought I liked how the first group of characters... Um, they basically put multiple movies in one movie, which is really fun. Um, they went like something like 25 minutes before showing a title card, which is one of the longest stretches before showing a title card ever. Um, it's, it's an insane amount of time. Um, because you basically get a, a short film before mm-hmm. the movie even starts. So you get, uh, you know, you think these are your main characters. You think this is going to be the whole movie. And then they just totally get massacred. <laughs> in, pro- in one of the scenes is like one of the most brutal 
uh, murders I've seen on screen um, with her in her sleeping bag upside oh. down over a fire. I mean, that's intense. And then she like falls out and smoke comes out of her mouth. It's 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 almost hard to watch. It's really good. Um, the bear trap scene also very good. Um, I just it was really well done. I I really appreciated it. Um, I. I I mean, I have the same complaint about this movie that I might have about any Friday the 13th movie, which is just because I'm not necessarily a Friday the 13th fan. I really appreciate the Friday the 13th movies and I like Mm -hmm. them, but I'm not like, I don't love them. You know what I mean? Like, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I like Friday the 13th. I think it's just because I didn't grow up watching them as much that I don't have like an emotional attachment to them. Mm -hmm. Um but I will say that, you know, the characters are just just as over the top as they are in any Friday the 13th movie, uh, which is good. You know, it should be that way. Um, the asshole boyfriend is horrible. Oh, he is the worst. He takes way too long to die. I wanted him to die so much sooner. They always do that. They always make the asshole die almost last. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I want uh, my favorite character died like first. Aww. Which one is your favorite character? Chewie. Oh, yeah. I like Chewie a lot. He was a great character, but you get a lot of time with Chewie before he dies. You do. He doesn't and I like, die. I, like, he's just right so away. funny when he's in there and he's like, poor people call this a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. And I love that. Uh, oh, what is his name? Um, Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. When he goes after Chewie and he takes the walk as like a shield. Yeah. <laughs> and then drops it. Yeah. Whoops. When he needs it the most. I know. All right. Let me go. I have, I definitely have some notes here. Oh, I really appreciate that this movie does something that um, Cabin Fever does not do which is it it respects the woods beer okay the type of beer that you drink in the woods paps blue, blue ribbon fantastic choice for a woods beer paps blue american ribbon <laughs> you know what's not a great woods beer carly <laughs> what arrogant, oh, bastard, arrogant bastard which is what they drink 13 dollar cabin fever a case of it <laughs> fucking assholes uh, okay sorry i just was really like yes a good woods beer good it job is. that's what you bring way to go that's accurate it's true i like how they're going to look for weed and <laughs> they got a tip and they're just gonna go find this weed and they're gonna make money i mean this is such like a young like an early 20s thing to do like yeah. a 20 and 19 or 20 year old would totally do this with their friends like let's oh, go absolutely. camping and find the weed and then we'll be rich you know like it's ridiculous it's but it's almost believable they're not going looking for camp crystal lake only one of them kind of knows the story and really thinks most of it's fake you know it's 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 just fun it's not like all the other movies where it's like oh we need to go find the camp and find jason and it's not like that it's it's very like we just want to go in the woods and find weed (laughs) Um, I also really like that the people, because like when Jared Padalecki is like searching for his sister, like they're like, oh, like city folk come and they don't know where to walk and people go missing. He's yeah. like almost like a myth, which I like. 
yeah, I like, super into. I also like the the Jared Padalecki side plot or, or yeah. pl- main plot, I guess, is, you know, you know, his sister gets taken in the first movie and you don't even really know if she's dead or alive, but he's mm-hmm. going looking for her. Um, I like that. I like I like that addition to it because it kind of it's it's a related to the first story, you know, and it brings you in and then it ties in at the end. It's really it's it's well written. It's a good it's got a good pace. Um, mm-hmm. It's got good characters. I mean, the characters are obviously mostly one sided because that's what these movies are. But we also have, you know, like the don't have sex thing again. Um, just don't have sex in a horror movie. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. You're going to die every time. Well, you'll get murdered. Yeah. By a ghost or a man in a hockey mask. Either or. Could go either way. Depends Could, on where you are. It's true. It's if true. you're in the woods, it's going to be a masked killer. It just is. If you're in a gymnasium. Ghost. Ghost. That's how it goes. That's how <laughs> it goes. I, I still have this thing. And it's, again, the same as Cabin Fever and basically any other movie that takes place in the woods. Why are these women wearing heels and miniskirts in the woods? Yeah. Who does that? Who? Who? I'm an owl. I don't know who does that. To be fair, she thought she was just going to be in a fancy cabin. Who? Which one of them? Both of them? Danielle Panabaker. I don't <sighs> like remember I what her name is. What the fucking um uh jenna the girl that goes with jared padalecki she's wearing the shortest of skirts and like, getting on a motorbike she's wearing jean a jean mini skirt it's and true. getting on a motorcycle like if even if i'm mad at my boyfriend i'm gonna be like hang on let me put on some pants yeah, i'll be right with you <laughs> wait for me outside i'm not gonna go run around in the woods in no way like sandals and a mini skirt i'm just never in gonna general, do that because me i'm not a fan of mosquitoes no and you're getting bit all over yeah. the place her legs are gross they are covered in mosquito bites it's true nope <laughs> not for me you're gonna wait on the motorcycle cute boy i'm gonna go change yeah hold on a second i'll be right out throw on some pants it takes two seconds it's some- not that hard closed-toed shoes some yes, sneakers some if you sneakers. will why are you even wearing that to the <laughs> woods i would never i would never i would never ever <sighs> okay and then Preach. you know there's another girl who's wearing heels going on a boat in heels what are you doing willa ford do you remember her <sighs> kind of she was like an a 90s pop star i yeah. think she dated one of the backstreet boys the name the name is familiar i do love her scenes i love the whole water thing i love mm-hmm. the getting going on the boat even though they're not supposed to and she i, I don't understand why her top needs to be off but it's friday the 13th whatever exactly and there you know she's wakeboarding and then uh you know gets hit in the head with the boat which was crazy intense to watch i know and i like how like everything gets muffled yes like she's bleeding everywhere she looks ashore and there's just a masked killer there just standing there staring at you oh my god i would have a heart attack that is the most terrifying part of the whole movie i agree with you that is 100 percent. did you know when they first wrote the script they were just gonna have her drown because she got tired waiting to go ashore that was how they were originally going to deal with that scene. I could, I would have like, I would believe that because I, I would believe it too. 
It'd be so. hard to film that, though. Like, I'm not sure how they would accomplish that yeah. so quickly. Unless it was like, you know, because she hit her head, she can't deal. Um, but I also really love the machete through the dock. So good. Kill, which is insane. It's one of the most insane things ever. I love it so much. <laughs> um, I also like uh, that the dude from Party Down is in this movie, who is... <sighs> just fantastic um do you ever watch party down Mm-mm. i can't i don't know his name he's like the blonde guy from party down he's wearing like a i think it says fuck christmas it's his shirt says fuck christmas on it or it says f asterisk asterisk k christmas i don't understand why that which shirt is exists. he one of the which scene is he in he's the blonde guy he's not the mean guy is he the one that goes on the boat with Willa Ford? Yes. Wade? Yes. Okay. He looked really familiar, but I I don't You need think to I'd... watch Party Down. I don't know how you never watch Party Down. It's on Hulu. Go. It's only two seasons. It takes two seconds. You would love it. What? I said, now I have to look it up. You do. You do have to look it up. Um, but anyway, he's wearing a fuck Christmas shirt, and I don't really understand it. It's like summertime. <laughs> he gives. He also gives no fucks. Much like Mary Lou. He gives zero fucks. Okay. Um, Okay, what else do I got? Oh, we got a hillbilly who likes to have sex with mannequins. I don't really understand why he died. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Is it because he took weed? Is it because he took the weed? Is it like Jason's guarding the weed with his life or something? I mean, I, I think he was just like, he found Jason and Jason just kills whoever is in front of him how do you think the weed got there do you think jason no i think oh planted the the weed yeah do you think jason planted the weed as like a a trap for teenagers it's very possible he knows that the teenagers will come for the weed yeah and then he can kill them because weed is bad but yeah i don't think anybody really needs like a sex reason to die because jenna dies and she doesn't have sex with anyone yeah um I do think that this film falls off a little bit for me um, with a lot of the cop stuff. Um, Jared Padalecki's back in town. He's looking for a sister again. And the cop basically tells him to stop looking for a sister there. That they've exhausted every possible... um, every possible outcome and they just can't find her and she's just not there. Um... I call bullshit um, because if you go, uh, how has nobody been to Camp Crystal Lake? Like, obviously, nobody has been there in many years. How is that possible? How ha- how did they not go and at least walk through there? And I think see- they did. You think they did? And they saw nothing? I yeah. mean, they were, the kids were in there for like five minutes and they found a dead person's head like how is it, how oh, is it mean, that a like cop the, couldn't found to find anything i mean i i kind of believe like i mean not in real life this you know obviously wouldn't happen but like i get the small town like knowing the myth and the lore and not wanting to like step where they shouldn't like you're searching for a lost person that yeah but there's been so many people that have been like missing in those woods i okay. get it but if if someone goes missing in this again, small not town, in real life, if, if someone goes missing in this small town, 
no other cops are going to come. And how many cops are there in this neighborhood? Like two, one? Is there just one? There's probably a small small sheriff station. There would be a large group of people looking for one person. Like people would come and look for someone. Plus, it's been a long, like, I mean, he's been there for a long time. It's been like a couple months, right? It only been a month. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just saying. I don't. I I just call bullshit a little bit. I mean, really, nobody found Mrs. Vory's head. It's like right there, and they found it in two seconds. It's true. He was waiting for them. I guess. I don't know. Oh, um, and I definitely have seen a couple seasons or a couple episodes of Party Down. I remember Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott's great. Um, also, there's a part where. Um, after uh what's his name leaves um chewy leaves to go to get a tool so he can fix the chair he broke and his friend decides he's going to masturbate to to the lady in the catalog is it like an l.l bean (laughs) catalog yeah which your friend is gonna be right back Like, wouldn't you at least go to the bathroom if you really need to masturbate at that point in time? He's about to ruin her perfect day. It's like, it's like (laughs) the middle of the living room. There's windows everywhere. Well, you've got, you've got two people that like went to go have sex upstairs and then Chewy is gone and the other chick is gone. He's just getting a tool to come back and fix the chair. I feel like they're friends enough that. That he can masturbate in front of him? I mean, not that he'd want to, but he's really high. He's not thinking about it. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't. At least go in the bathroom. (laughs) He can't and, move. He's so high. And Trent is cheating on his girlfriend. Like Trent's just shitty. Seconds, seconds after his girlfriend leaves him, but and he doesn't. Are they all? Are they even friends? Are these people even friends? Do they even know each other? How yes. do they know each other? School? I feel like Trent and Chewy are friends, and I feel like literally no one else is friends. <laughs> I mean, Trent just is like. I'm so fancy and rich. Let me show off my house to you, but don't touch anything because you're not worthy. He's just not a Trent, shitty dude. Not Trent and Chewy, the other guy. Uh, the Lauren. Trent yes. is the blonde guy. Yeah, no, the shitty blonde guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not him. He sucks. The other he guy does suck. And Lawrence. Chewy, they're friends, yeah. but like yeah. no one else. I don't feel like anyone else even knows each other very well. It's just very strange. I don't really get it. I yeah, I get you. Okay, but I mean, that's kind of similar to the rest of the Friday the 13th movie, so it's forgivable, but it's still like, all right. Um, it's it's good. It's fun. Um, I still don't, like, the end gets kind of weird. There's definitely, like, a final act of the film that's very, that feels very different than the rest of the film to me. Um, once they hit the tunnels, it's kind of strange. Um. But I, I like it. I like I like everything you said about it. I like uh, what you said about the tunnels and how Jason like throws axes and arrows and knows his way around camp and has bells set up and weed traps and whatever else he does. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's creative. It's a it's it adds more dimension to the story with while it still pays respects to it. Um, I did not feel that way about the Friday the 13th remake or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I felt like that was, 
you know, kind of went the other way. Um, whereas I feel like this this paid homage, but was still uh, very honest and truthful to the original. Agreed. I really, yeah, yes, hundred percent. Easy to watch, fun to watch. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out here that out there that don't like this movie, and I'm not really sure why. Um, it's it's really not that much different than the original movies. Exactly. Slightly updated and then mash like three movies into one. That's really it. Added a little bit of dimension, but very little to Jason. Like basically no dimension at all. It just made you understand Even his the awesomeness. Protecting the girl that looks like his mom. I mean, it all makes sense. It does. It works. It works. Works for me. They connected all the dots except for the police thing. And whatever. I mean... <laughs> No, you know what I'm in, in most horror movies, the cops are stupid and terrible. Like, I don't know it's why true. they can't just get like, it's like if there's a good cop, then it's a thriller. If it's a bad, if there's a bad cop, then it's a horror movie. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I just came up with that off the top of my head. You can quote me if you want. Do okay. It. But that brings us to our next segment, which we like to call social media question of the week. And this week's question was, what are some horror movies you enjoy where the character's sexual activity immediately precedes their death? Okay, we got some answers. And I just posted this not that long ago. So what we get? On Twitter, we have at Repairman Jack, who says the remake of The Blob when Scott Jeske gets eaten when groping his date. Not sure if that counts because I don't think any sex actually occurs, but it's satisfying seeing him get his just due for trying to take advantage of a woman who can't give consent. Kiss his fingers. (laughs) At the Giant Be With You says, the rip from Jason Goes to Hell comes to mind. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember ever seeing Jason Goes to Hell. I've definitely seen it, but I can't. Now I need to see it, but I feel like it is something... Rip sounds very bad, and now I'm probably going to have to go back and watch that scene. So thank you for that. (laughs) At MJ Hogan 29 says, It's not satisfying, nor do I necessarily like it, but it has always just stuck with me. The chainsaw kill in American Psycho, a naked Christian Bale with a chainsaw chasing a screaming woman into the stairwell after doing the deed. His satisfaction after is so creepy. Oh, yeah. That it is, is with his one. white, sne- like, tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. And the rain jacket? Is yeah. he wearing a rain jacket? No, he's not wearing He's completely naked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, like, blood. <laughs> I'm thinking of the end. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. I need to rewatch that. Uh, at Kung Fu Dracula says, I have to go with Friday the 13th, the final chapter, with Tina and Jimmy going to the bone zone before he, <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that wrong, go into the bone zone before yeah. he takes a corkscrew to the hand and cleaver to the head and she tossed out and she gets tossed out the window. Jason Voorhees is a prude. <laughs> he is. He hates that sex. <laughs> I actually really do remember that one. That yeah. was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, we have Black Cat Horror Memes, who says, the deaths and teeth were pretty epic. Oh, fact. Thought they were. They were. Very good. Uh, at Riley QL says, that VHS segment was the very best. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Amateur night. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that numerous times. Very good. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, and then on Facebook, we have Rachel, who says, teeth. Yes. 
teeth was good. You know, that didn't even come to mind when I wrote this question, which is interesting. Um, I really thought we would get at least a couple It Follows, because even though it's oh, a slightly, slightly different version of that, um, but very good. Do you have yeah. any you'd like to add to this list? Nothing that really jumps to, I would definitely say teeth. Yeah. Teeth is really good. I concur. A really good one. And I, I, a nod to the American Psycho kill as well, because that, now I have that visual in my head. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of zombievers. So also ah. zombievers. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. A couple times in that movie. Okay. Oh, man. Well, this was a lot of talking. We talked a lot about these movies. We way did. more than we usually do. Is there, a, is there anything you'd like to add uh, before we close out? I don't, I know that was, that, that's it. <laughs> I, I can't even speak anymore because of how much we've been speaking for the past I know, hour. We've been talking a lot. Any, uh, okay. So anything going on with you? Anything, any movies you are going to see? Not really. I had that like really busy week. Last like, week. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And now I just, a whole lot of nothing. Oh, I'm I probably... saw The Purge last weekend. Oh yeah, you did. I was tweeting about it. The first one, right? Yes. I don't even remember that. Is it streaming or? Um, it was, I have um, Hulu Live, so I can okay. watch live TV and record TV shows when they're live. Oh, nice. And I saw that pur- The Purge was going to be on FX the next day and I was going to be at work or something. So I recorded it and then I went back and watched it this weekend. Nice. Um, I was like, oh, finally, I can watch The Purge. I mean, it was, it might have been slightly less gory, but it was still FX, so it was... I don't know that. I I'm don't sure feel you like, got the point. I don't feel like they cut it's much out. It's nothing super original. <laughs> it was still pretty like gruesome. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. There's yeah, it was fine, right? There's definitely a lot of things about it that I'm like, really? Um, but yeah. for, I think for the most part, it was perfectly good. It was pretty much exactly what I was expecting. Um, I really liked there were um, there was more to it than I expected in terms of like, um, you know, society and race mm-hmm. and those those types of things coming into play which is really interesting um like culture um you know rich versus poor a lot of that yeah um and i know that that's gonna get even more so with future films so i'm excited to to continue to watch the purge films now i think that's why i didn't really mind it because i know a lot of people are like the first one's the worst one but i feel like it's just like a very contra like concentrated version of like it kind of becomes this like whole other thing yeah i mean as, it's interesting as we pull out, you know it's interesting like, that people keep saying that because um i was expecting it to be bad because of it and there's definitely things that i'm like rolling my eyes at right um that i was tweeting about um but uh, i think in general it was it was good it was a perfectly good movie um i can see why people enjoy those films so i will continue watching them here here um okay and then Next week, I think this week, I'm going to try to see Revenge, if I can, in theaters. Uh, It is playing at a small theater near me. And um, I don't know, man. Still just really ready to go see Hereditary, but I got a whole other month and a half until that can happen. So that's (laughs) a long way. I want to go see Ghost Stories. I I do too, but it's not streaming by me anymore, or not playing by me anymore. So I'm going to have to wait. Um, I missed it. I suck. Okay. Um, Next week... First of all, let me t- let me talk about Patreon for a mi- Patreon for a minute. If you are a seven dollar level or higher subscriber, please send me your address. I need to send you a thank you gift. It's free. 
You do don't it. have to do anything except we got send them me your address. Together. I know. Carly and I both purchased these for you specifically. Um, they're small and they're light and they can go overseas also. So please just send me that information and I will get them to you. They're fun. They're simple. You'll enjoy it. I You'll promise. enjoy them. Um, so I'm going to try to get those out soon. I'm sorry. I've been kind of slacking. For those of you who did send me your addresses, I'll try to get them out this week. Um, okay. And then what else? Oh, we have stickers. If you're new, if you're a new listener, send us your address also. I'll get you some stickers. And what else? Um, That's it. Well, what are we doing next week? Oh, next week is going to be fun. Because we are only going to be doing one movie, Carly. Only one. And then the following week, we're doing three. So (laughs) it's going to be fun. Uh, Next week, you guys, we are only doing Creep Show. Very excited about it. Yeah. Creep show and creep show alone. We will go through every single segment and talk about every single segment in depth. And I'm very excited to do that. So stay tuned for next week with Creep Show. If you have not seen Creep Show or you would like to rewatch Creep Show for our next episode, it is currently streaming on Shutter. I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. It's one of the best anthology horror films ever. And hundred percent. So good. Um, So that'll be next week. And then that's it. I mean, it's it, I guess. We're just done now. Crazy. I know. Um, Quick shout out to uh, Grimm Magazine. Uh, We are going to be doing a, um, you'll be seeing it on Twitter mostly. We are going, we're doing a slasher bracket for Grimm Magazine. Um, They asked us to be (laughs) celebrity uh, (laughs) celebrity so silly we're celebrities uh, <laughs> to like 10 people <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> to each other to each other you're my celebrity you're the famous person of my heart um, no they asked us to fill out a bracket for their very cool uh slasher uh series they have going on so you'll see that on twitter uh i'll post and feel free to participate it's going to be a good time I think that closes in the 14th of May, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so stay tuned for more of that. Carly and I just finished our bracket, so we'll be posting that soon. It'll probably be up before you can hear this. So keep your eyes peeled. And I mean, that's it. That's it yeah. for today. Until next week when we're covering uh, Creep Show. Looking forward to that. Until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. It's a little off key on that time. Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by Elizabeth, Mikey H, Nick B, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. We are available to stream on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In, and pretty much anywhere else that you can stream a podcast. We are also very active on social media, so please interact with us. You can find us on Twitter at Final Girls HC and Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Final Girls Horrorcast. We also invite you to join our Final Girls discussion group on Facebook. You can find the link on our homepage. <laughs>